It's the Saturday Friends Club. Hello, everyone, and welcome. We're once more back here, over here in the studio for the Saturday Friends Club. And on Saturday. And on Saturday this time. We had some problems last time that we were doing recordings, but we finally were able to get the engineers out so we can actually record a podcast. Engineers, get out of the studio. Come on. Just infesting this place. Just just wanting to put all the like little knobs and tubes and cabling and i don't know anyway we don't need no engineers just there's a lot more vacuum tubes in here now than there used to be <laughs> i like it you just make it sound like it's just going to turn into a steampunk like wonderland yeah yeah um anyway uh hello the saturday friends club we're your dose of nostalgia and looking back in the stuff that you enjoyed in the childhood we're still trying to workshop the intro uh i am josh sabrina's here hello uh we've got eric apparently uh martin and mags are out so we were uh kind of desperate no i don't want to say desperate that sounds awful <laughs> I, I don't know i'm i'm, I'm good for desperate <laughs> uh so we got a friend kyle in hello kyle how are you I'm uh, I'm I'm good. I'm I'm here to be as nostalgic as I possibly can without at least crying once. <laughs> it, it, it's like a it'd be a podcast pinch hitter. <laughs> <laughs> Comes you know, or maybe just like the picture you put in. You know, it's the eighth inning. You're kind of going like, you know, our other guy's tired. We might he might come back out. Yeah, no, no, no I mean it's fine. Just you, you yeah. know, I'm 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 basically a bench warmer at this point. <laughs> yeah, Mar- Martin and Megs are off on injury. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we'll drop them in on the fourth line if we need to. There you go. Uh, there but, you go. but yeah, we're we're happy to have you. Do uh, you want to give a little bit of detail about yourself? Uh, I will give as few details as possible. Perfect. <laughs> we love we love brevity. Uh, I am thirty three, going on thirty four. I have seen way <laughs> too many horror movies, ranging from the nineteen seventies till present. And the same goes for cartoons and everything else, and all of that is what's inspired me to be a independent illustrator and graphics designer. And that is pretty much what I do and what I love. A, a soldier of fortune. Yeah, <laughs> I guess we can call it fortune. <laughs> uh, so, all right, let's 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 give you the hard one. Uh, best movie, best uh, cartoon. Oh, gosh. Okay, so I mentioned, I mentioned this earlier in my day. Um, and this is for me personally. Best movie is still probably going to be Baron Munchausen. <laughs> that was one of the first like imaginative movies with Robin Williams that both terrified and amused me all at once. <laughs> um, the cartoon one is hard. That's really hard because there have been a lot of good things that have come out recently. And like, from, if I'm going to pick from my past, I don't care. Fight me on it if you want to. All but right, the let's Adventures do of Little Nemo. <laughs> It's actually more of like a nostalgia for the animation style because yeah. that was like the first time I'd been exposed to anything from that studio. Yeah. Um, the original idea that they had for that, I looked it up, was going to be much more imaginative and a little less dark, but a, a much more vibrant story. And then they decided, nope, we're not doing that. We're doing this instead. This will be easier. This will be cheaper. And that's just kind of like what we got. But I still liked it. We should have you on to do that one then because I remember watching that one too. I will totally be here for that because I, I even, uh, that used to be the movie that after I watched um, every Friday the 13th growing up, I binge watched Friday the 13th horror movies. Oh, uh-huh. Because it was the first horror movie I ever watched with my dad. Um and I was like four, so yeah. <laughs> don't don't worry, oh, my yeah. dad did the same thing to me. Yeah, 
Um, but ever since then, like what I would do is I'd binge watch Friday the 13th and then I just kind of like taper off the evening or like early morning the next day with a nice watching of Little Nemo. Because, Aww. yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So, uh, let me find this out from you. What are you watching now or what have you seen recently? Harmon Quest is what I'm watching <laughs> recently and kind of now because I keep going back to it because it's great background noise while I work. That's that's pretty much all I got on that. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not I'm, watching a bunch of things. I mean, I could tell you that I've probably watched Star Trek Voyager for like the 50th loop now, but uh, <laughs> make me so sad. Back, 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 back. Uh, okay, Mister, so no, 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 Mr. No, like, Paris on the fridge now. My 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 fiance, uh, he he's the, he's the one who's actually like he's the hardcore Janeway fan. So we put that on a lot. I'm I'm a Deep Space Nine guy. If we're yeah. gonna talk about Star Trek series, um. But I also liked uh, Jerry Ryan as the Borg, the token Borg in Voyager, so that made it watchable. But you had mm -hmm. to get through those first four or first three seasons into the fourth before you got that far. You have to get through Voyagers, like the fact that three quarters of the characters are totally meaningless. Oh yeah, yeah, I know the the fact that nobody has any redeeming qualities whatsoever, and then we're <laughs> just like, let's terrible. throw a Borg in there and just kind of really shake things up. <laughs> yeah, everyone's terrible and unlikable. <laughs> I guess they realized it first with Jennifer Lean when they decided that, like, hey, do we need Kess? <laughs> or just, like, I mean, Tom Paris and and Harry Campbell's just like, I don't know why we're on this ship. We should just eject ourselves. No, I mean, they really may as well have been I'm not there. I'm going to climb a torpedo tube. <laughs> See you guys later. Oh, God, what should we do? Get a sexy robot now! <laughs> sexy cyborg. The great thing about that is that, like, uh, Kate Mulgrew... Uh, had so many issues with the with the show after they introduced Jerry Ryan because they're just like you've taken this show and you've just like completely sexualized it with this new character and apparently like Janeway was so intense that uh, Jerry Ryan or Seven of Nine would almost want to vomit after doing any scene with her because she was so stressed out about doing the scene with Kate Mulgrew. And this is just what I've heard and read, but like, right. like apparently there was a lot of tension between them, not because of who she was, but because of what she represented in a show that she felt had no place. Aww. So. Oh, I feel bad for Jerry, though. No, she's a sport. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh my God. I, who, the actor who plays Chakotay, too, I know he was just like, like just pissed robert something <laughs> he apparently will like he apparently has like famously just like like broke down and yelled at some fan at a convention oh my okay okay wait no That's i don't know good. this story uh it's i mean it's one of those things you know, it's on the internet but it's what it's like basically he gave some incredibly sarcastic and snippy response uh and that he basically acknowledges like yeah my character was terribly written i had nothing to do the entire time uh i really hated my role <laughs> and like, please, uh, please sign this auto. Please purchase my autograph. Yeah, uh, do whatever the fuck you want. Sure. <laughs> um, but no, Deep Space. Like we we've talked about in this show at some point because like, we discussed it with Martin, especially Martin also reps Voyager, which is just like, oh, bro, I don't know, I don't know what you're doing. It's, it's a great show to rip on, but it's also great for putting on when you just want to ignore something while you work. <laughs> I, I want to talk about threshold some more. <laughs> and uh, so we we talked about doing something episode where like we do several episodes in a row where we we do the different Star Treks and compare and contrast. Because I'm the I'm the big TNG fan, although I recognize Deep Space Nine is probably the better show and is better written probably. I, I I only agree in that because it's it's uh, almost a constant political parallel to what is ever currently going on. Wait, what's going on? Deep well, okay. Space Nine is almost... 
Okay, Deep Space sorry. Nine. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was just say Deep Space Nine season three onward. Just ignore the first. What the yeah, first yeah, two the seasons first don't two, matter. Because the first two are established seasons. It's like why you can watch the second season of Babylon Five forward and completely disregard the first season. <laughs> I, Which, by the way, they're both practically the same show. Oh yeah. Um, they 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 stole the story arc idea from the guys who made Babylon Five, but they're like, we need a new Star Trek, so that happened, and then they're like, well, we'll take this show to Canada and make a sci-fi show in Canada, and then then we got B Five, which is. Actually, on, on some levels, I would dare say su- superior to Deep Space Nine, but doesn't matter. Anyways, um, but yeah, uh, Deep Space Nine is almost a constant political parallel to what is currently going on. Like, yeah. even even with us, like you could you could watch it from, like you said, season three forward and you could complete it. And every single time it's just like, this is what we're dealing with. Yeah. <laughs> it's just in space it, and with yeah. Avery Brooks to get us through it. Yeah, exactly. I love Avery Brooks. <laughs> I, it's like, I love anytime someone does a parody of his, like, kind of weird, like, he will speak in this tone at all times. It's kind of like <laughs> yes. this halting declarative. Like, he's fantastic. You will clean your room and go and make some breakfast. This entire episode will be about baseball <laughs> that, that episode is fantastic by the way oh yes it is <laughs> oh yeah because he's trying to teach his son about baseball right well, they're already baseball. no no it was that episode was um the one where uh, they were competing against the vulcan baseball yeah, team there's a vulcan I, baseball what? team yeah, no, there's, there's another ship that uh, docks space nine and it's it's like the first all vulcan federation ship you should see they have a crazy slider because of how they hold their hands <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, <laughs> when they slide into first base it's the home plate and we're uh, doing the vulcan sign for people that can't tell it's like uh, cisco and the captain the vulcan captain have this like ongoing rivalry and they ch- he challenges them to like a baseball off and so he has to t- so it's cisco and they, they are like the entire they're all vulcans they all like They've all learned how to play baseball perfectly, and so it's Cisco, Cisco, Lita, Rom, uh, everybody, Worf, and every, like, they all have to learn how to play baseball. So the entire episode, like, is on the holodeck, but Wait, it's being was that with Jedzia or Esri Dax? Is that Jedzia? That I was think Jedzia. It's Jedzia I think. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. But it's so it's all of them, and like they have to learn how to play baseball, which is this, is this like ancient sport, and <laughs> Cisco's all about it, and like, it, it's all in the holodeck, so they're just at like a baseball field. But right. It's, it's great. Yeah. It's a, it's it's one of those like it's a ridiculous episode, but it's a lot of fun. So welcome, Kyle. Thanks. One, <laughs> uh, I wanted to do a small, lightly detailed introduction, and instead we segued hardcore into welcome, Star Trek. Welcome to this show. <laughs> no, I can I can dig it. I can get behind it. We're, we're just killing time before we have to get to today's subject. Yeah, we're, this is a Saturday non sequitur podcast. <laughs> Saturday Enemies Club. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we're doing the last bit of our um, three-parter of uh, suggestions. We had a guest. We had, uh, well, we had two guests, mm. um, and now we're doing one of our uh, Patreon fan suggestions, which was from Item Crafting, uh, who had decided, we're back, a dinosaur story. Yay. Rollback the clock. <laughs> to the dawn of time. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, this this movie was a definite, like, con kind of movie for me. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to go ahead and read. We've got a few paragraphs here from Item Crafting. Cool, because I'm going to have a few paragraphs while we're talking. Yeah, we're, we're, we're coming for you. <laughs> All right, so from Item Crafting. For me, We're Back is part of my childhood, not for its direct impact, but for the void it created. I know I watched it multiple times. I can quote lines in time with the film, but I can't remember actually watching it. It's this media <laughs> object out of nowhere for me, always existing with no point of origin. 
The voices of John Goodman, Walter Cronkite, and Julia Child have always conjured the lines of the movie for me. Uh, it is a testament to this film that I have, can never hear the phrase Museum of Natural History without hearing a little twinkle sound at the end. <laughs> I, I still have the original VHS of it, wear and tear noticeable, and when I watched it, uh, and when I watched it, this much forever eludes me. The most memorable scene for me, the one I do vaguely remember, is the falling hat. It's small, little, to no direct relation to the film, an almost inconsequential bit. But it's the clearest example of the idea of the butterfly effect ever put to a film, showing how one person's situation can impact another. That 30-second bit is a masterpiece. <clears throat> I'm just going to call it now. I think I think this, this memory hole is the result of an alien abduction. <laughs> and I think all they remember is this. It's like, we're back. This is what the aliens patched <laughs> over with. So... As for the actual plot of the film, it's just bizarre. The golf-playing bookends raise more questions to the plot than the film actually has. <laughs> Who makes button-up shirt size for a T-Rex? <laughs> he scaled so smaller in comparison to the tree. Has he shrunk over time? How long ago was the main story from the opening that his presence draws zero photographers? The birds can talk. Has brain grain gone to market and leaked into the water supply, etc.? And that's just the first few minutes. It's a film better suited to turning off your brain and watching the colors, which might explain why I can remember not remembering it. I do remember being terrified of the ending, though. Screw Eyes is creepy as hell, but his death is so quiet and absolute. Disney will throw a villain off a cliff to an implied death, but Ambulation will imply that a murder of crows will commit their namesake so cleanly that they can even police his imponiousness screw eye. I'm not sure if I said that right. I'm not sure I'm going to guess no. <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty standard for me. Uh, this he, film, he doesn't know words. Yeah, I don't. I've been doing podcasting for years, and I'm still not a worder. <laughs> this film will always be important to me, an artifact of the parts of growing up we forgot. It's weird. Too loud in parts and too quiet in others, full of voices that I've since heard over since seeing that whenever that was. And don't even get me started on how creepy the clown is and why they add him. He's pointless in some ways, creepier than screw eyes. <laughs> At least old S.E. wears his motives on his sleeve. But in the end, it's a harmless film with some amazing scenes and visuals at times and a powerful voice cast. I will always love it. Even if, if I can't always remember it. Five stars. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes. Ooh. See this rating on IMDb. You know, I have some questions now of my own for this, for this person. I'm very, I'm very sad. <laughs> I, I have the opposite effect. I remember so many parts of this movie. Well, you, so we're going into the point. Yeah. Let's, you have let's past experience. Yes. I had it on VHS. As yeah, well. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. So fight I've me. Seen it, I had it on VHS. I've seen it a whole bunch of times growing up. I like. I always remember. Oh, yeah, God, I had it on the one, the one part that I always remember is the circus scene and the scene where uh, the creepy guy dies. Screw eyes. <laughs> the scene where it becomes something wicked this way comes. Like I, no, I don't know why, but for some reason the creepy part stuck with me. And yeah. 
the Museum of Natural History. Any time. <laughs> even when we went to New York, and I was like, we have to go to the Museum of Natural Is History. Is that why? No, 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 no. Okay, no. No. I did really want to go to the Museum of Natural History. Because I thought it was for night at the museum. I am upset that we missed, we mixed up our movies. Okay, no. I just, I know a lot about the museum because it shows up in movies all the time. So I really wanted to go. But anytime I hear someone, anytime I like hear it in my head, it's always the Museum of Natural History. I don't do the wink, but I hear it in that old guy's voice. John Goodman's voice? Not John Goodman. Oh, no, oh, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, he's, he's on here. Hold on. Is it Kenneth Mars? Oh, I think Walter Cronkite. Walter Cronkite. Oh, no, you're, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. American Sorry. hero Walter Cronkite. <laughs> I like the idea that you go to, you know, like, oh, we should go to the National Museum of like History. the guy who looks like a young, or rather an old, uh, you know what, I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> um, I like the, like, you go to the Museum of Natural History, like, oh, we should go there. And like, oh, because it's, you know, this, you know, this great museum full of stuff. Like, oh, no, because we're, we're back. No, it wasn't because of we're back. I've seen I've seen the museum in tons of movies, yeah. so I really wanted to go there when we were in New York. And actually, it's an, an amazing museum. They have <gasps> so many dinosaur bones. I was so psyched. We are not sponsored by the Museum of Natural History. <laughs> but this movie- All those dinosaur bones, though, guys. Like, it was amazing. I was like, I've never seen so I, many dinosaur bones in a place. You need to go ah! to the Museum of Natural History in, in Colorado because they're, like, yeah. near Dinosaur Rock Park. Oh my god, I'm gonna wet my pants. No, don't I, not now. Not now. <laughs> we we not are not until fine too, okay? <laughs> we are not sponsored by the Museum of Natural History, but this movie might have been. Uh, uh, Kyle, like bones. you had you had history with this? So actually the funny thing is, is that like uh I used to babysit my little brother a lot. Uh and this was the easiest movie to put on because we both had a love for dinosaurs. And yes, and, and it was also in that puffy white uh, vinyl <laughs> mess that they call a VHS cover. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it, basically, like I said, it was it was like the go-to movie for, for me to basically keep my little brother happy. And I was already a really big Don Bluth animation style, like, kind of fan, because drawing, like I said, was that thing that I was really getting into when I was younger. So, like, this, just the fact that this was another Don Bluth film was enough for me to to really enjoy it as a kid. Watching it as an adult was a different story. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you muted it, yeah, it's quite pretty. It's it's very pretty. Uh, it oh those CG graphics on flying through that city there on that uh, pterodactyl. Oh Nelly. Oh boy. <laughs> I, oh, good PlayStation I, One. I, watch yeah. out. Ooh. I tell you. I tell you what. Eh. <laughs> yeah, those were a little hard to watch. All right, and I assume Eric and I have never seen this before. Uh, yeah, I've never seen it before, and I kind of wish I could return to that that state of uh, 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 blissful ignorance. But I, I I watched this, like, all right, well, we're back, and I watched it, and I was like, the fuck is happening in this movie? All should right. we? Should we? We're tell back. Them, Do we have to be? <laughs> should we tell them about the movie I told you about that I told you would top? We're back. <laughs> I I don't even what. There's too many clauses in that sentence. <laughs> Dinosaur City. Oh, no, no, no. We need to get moving on. We need, yeah, no, we, d- d- yeah, okay, we need to go but... watch that movie where Whoopi Goldberg is a cop and her partner is a dinosaur who's yes. also a cop. That sounds good, too. No. <laughs> a, movie, a movie in which she was forced by law to be in. What movie are you talking about? It's called, like, Theodore Rex. It is called something like Theodore Rex. And she was contractually no. obligated to be in the movie. No. And Theodore Rex. Theodore oh. Rex is correct. 
It has a 2.4 out of 10 on IMDb. Oh, my God. I think I did see that when I was a kid. I told you. I was crazy about dinosaurs, so I probably saw it. Yeah. Well, Whoopi Goldberg, for all intents and purposes, was like made, was made to be in this movie by the full force of the law. Oh, my God. And yes. So how do you make somebody be in a movie? <laughs> she like, tried. She, like, they, uh, she somehow got like, she got like, tr- like, basically tricked into... She said, like, she made a verbal, you're like, okay, I'll be in this movie. And then that was you. She was like sued by the producers when she pulled out. And that was, she, they, like, the producers' lawyers managed to finagle it that that verbal promise counted as a as a contractual obligation. A, a verbal contract. Right. Oh, that so, is so ass. So she was, apparently was just like, was just like the most just totally hostile the entire time making it. Okay, I don't know. I feel like we have to watch that too. We're okay. not. We've got to do We're Back first. <laughs> okay. We got to get through this mess. Okay. Dinosaurs. All right. Uh, but, but, so, let's uh, let's start. Let's get down into it. We are doing We're Back. It is a movie about dinosaurs. There's some brain grain. We're we're in New York. We we rock something. <sighs> There's there's clowns and intro there's, first and the, sh- all right it's time for the intro for we're back. <laughs> Roll back the rock to the dawn of time when the earth was smoking and the lava flowed. Roll back the rock to the dawn of time. You can blow your cool just like a volcano. Snap your fingers and stomp your feet. Soaking up a little of the jungle beat. Roll back the rock to the dawn of time and sing this song with me. Roll back the rock. Turn back the clock. Roll back the rock to the dawn of time and sing this song with me. We're Back, A Dinosaur Story is a 1993 American animated film produced by Steven Spielberg's Amblimation Animation Studio, distributed by Universal Pictures, and originally released to theaters on November 24th, 2003 for the United States. Starring the voice talents of John Goodman, Jay Leno, Walter Cronkite, Julia Child, and Martin Short. Uh, so many, so many very cool and nice people. Why did they have to be in this movie? It's a, it's, it's a movie. Walter it's... Cronkite is an American hero. We should not have, like, we should not have sullied his legacy by making him be in this movie. I, I feel like you're overreacting here. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I think you're a little bit, just, just a I little bit. I think all very regular, no, well, normal. Well, granted, in the <coughs> span of the three movies that were the three movies that we have this time, I have to say that this is probably not the worst one. So, okay. <laughs> save all, no, that's probably right. Save all of your bullets for later. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, I got a full ba- clip in my pistol. I know. Uh, this is based on the 1987 Hudson Talbot children's book of the same name and was narrated from the perspective of the main character, a Tyrannosaurus Nex, Rex, named Rex. 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 Yeah. Yay. Played, played by Walter from. The Big Lebowski. <laughs> Over the line. <laughs> he was not... Well, would you say he was out of his element? <laughs> he was... A good man, but not perhaps not the, the right man for the job. <laughs> oh, man. So, I, I feel like this movie... Just, just re-watching it not too long ago, I... I had moments of, like... <sighs> Damn it, why is this so hard to get through? Okay, so just from the beginning alone, because it was such a difficult thing to rewatch, right? Um, With the freaking airship thing and and the brain grain and the alien, I felt like somebody in 1993 was getting high while playing Final Fantasy III and was just sort of like, dude, 
airships and dinosaurs. <laughs> New York, let's make a movie. Time travel. <laughs> like, like, like Jurassic Park's going to come out. Dinosaurs are going to be hot that year. I, uh, this has Spielberg all over it. And guess he, what? Spiel, Spielberg is all over it. All over it, all up in it. This was in the magical, what, 1993? Yeah, no, 1993. <laughs> the magical. And, and really, like we're talking, Jurassic Park did release early in the year, and this was released around holidays of that year. I guess that was kind of okay, because when I saw Jurassic Park, I was young enough. Because Okay, so I can correlate every year in the 90s to what grade I was in in school. Um, so I was in third grade in 93. And after watching the actual Jurassic Park, because my mother wouldn't let me watch it because it was a freaking scary dinosaur movie, right? Well, I went back to Colorado to visit with my dad because, yay, parents divorce sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and some happy Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> so I went back to my home state of Colorado, and my dad uh, brought me with him and his date to watch Jurassic Park. And I spent the rest of that trip being terrified of the idea of a T-Rex or a Velociraptor possibly jumping through my bedroom window. Oh, no. Um, so this was kind of a nice transition when I was at least a child to go from being terrified of the T-Rex to like, hey, look, John Goodman from Roseanne is <laughs> <laughs> is a Tyrannosaurus Rex that doesn't terrify me for reasons of being a Tyrannosaurus Rex. What if it broke through your window, but then it was started singing a terrible musical number? <laughs> Oh, oh, okay. Before I forget, um, have you, have you, any of one else seen Land Before Time before? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. God, yes. Yeah, of course. Okay. The sad so, story of Ducky. Oh, okay. We're not, we'll save that for when we do Land Before <laughs> no, Time. No, I remember Don't, don't go there. But, but in the beginning, when they first show uh, the Tyrannosaurus Rex, in that form, doesn't he look a lot like the sharp teeth from Land Before Time? Does like the kinda, same yeah. style? He, he, it, it, well, because like that's uh, that was also Don Bluth, wasn't it? Land Before Time was also Don Bluth. Yes. Was Land Before Time Don Bluth? Time to check the I'm internet. pretty sure it was. I'm pretty sure. I don't yeah. remember. Like, oh, I'm going to feel like such an ass if I'm wrong on there. Well, but like, let's see, Don Bluth. No, you're probably right. I yeah, Land Before it. Time. Computer, okay. bring, up, uh, bring up Don Bluth. Alexa! Alexa! Land Before Time. We're hoping that it just creates like a hologram of him that just kind of spins slowly in the middle of the room. So I want to say, like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's just part of his style. But I find it interesting that he kept the same style. Yeah. So I was going to be like, so what, did they go Shared back universe? to the land before the time and then take the T-Rex they or take, the shark They took teeth shark teeth and from... they, yeah, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what happened. It's just, that's what they didn't tell you. Yeah, that's it, what it looks like to me. It's like yeah, because just... Professor Woods or Doctor, whatever his name, saw like land before time. He's like, man, I got to get into that. <laughs> and you, and you got to save me that dinosaur. <laughs> and you don't see the opposite when like land before time nine, they actually like Rex comes back and he's like, listen, guys i'm real upset i'm sorry about what i said look sorry I, about your mom i know that she seems like a dying fire um, <laughs> yeah, had... I, I i understand you we... called me sharp teeth i feel that's a bit racist but i'm willing to let it go <laughs> yeah but no it's okay we all before did time, in lab before time they found a baby one and they took care of it and took him back to his family oh, yeah, that's fine. spoiler alert no i i remember seeing the freaking commercial for that and it was Oh boy! His name was so like Chomper or something yes. like that. Ah! Josh, oh, so Josh, I think we could do like we should do like a two-parter in which we watch every Land Before Time oh. movie, but we spend only ten minutes of, uh, on each one, and then oh. every no, time. No, you. We have to watch the first one. When we take a drink every time. No. So what, like, uh, it's a Slam for Time Twelve. No, um, no, no, no. I even, can't even, feel my lips. Even better. Not only do you do you do it. 
so you turn it into a drinking game by you take a drink every time there's a song, but you oh, also God. speed the movie up by 10% every time there's a song. <laughs> I love that. Now, is, that is that a cumulative yeah, across? Yeah. Yes, yes. Oh, I, love, no. I, love the, I love the Star Wars version is every time there's a laser. Oh, my gosh. So it's like, as soon as they, like, the, like, the Star Wars breaches the, the like, Corellian frigate at the beginning of A New Hope, it's just in full audio free fall. It, it's just, oh, it's just, God. <laughs> I love things like that, but yeah. All uh, right. Anyway, this, uh, anyway, this movie. for a, for a different movie. Um, let's see. So oh, it's so easy to try to escape from where back. We I, keep bringing in other okay, subjects because because this movie makes no sense and like there's no linear logic to follow. Uh, it's just a nonsense festival. Okay, movie. let's. Let, let's just okay. So I'm really so, angry. Trying to there's do sequences is trying okay. to do sequential. There, is there, difficult. Okay, so there's a scene from Land Before Time. <laughs> and, uh, oh, good. Let's talk about that. There's a ship, and this little mm-hmm. green alien who is flying with this little propeller over his head, propeller, and he goes and he's like, "Hey, big guy!" And then he gets hey, the guy, and he gets the T Rex to chase him into the ship where they close the little aperture opening around his neck and force feed him this stuff they call brain grain, and it looks like cereal. And then all of a sudden, his face changes, his eyes pop out, so he looks Gross. more friendly, right? That's so weird. Because he has to look friendly. Now Now that he's an intelligent, smart, friendly dinosaur, uh, now he has can to sing look the part. row, row, row your boat like nobody's business, apparently. Yeah, that was really weird. That that's the first Com- coming thing. into sentience, and the first thing you want to do is sing "Row, Row, like, Row." Like, how your does boat. a dinosaur from the millions of years ago know that song? By the way, it was in it was <laughs> in the cereal. <laughs> it, it was in the cereal, and then you be uh, <laughs> okay. But yeah, so supposedly this guy invented brain grain, and it makes these creatures more intelligent. And he's just going back in time, like just giving oh, it to. Also, things. we are three minutes into this movie. Like, there are aliens. There is dinosaurs. There is like. Time travel. <laughs> Time travel. There is forced feeding. Like, won't get into that. Yeah. So this this guy suddenly most of my friends' fetishes make sense. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm, glad, I'm glad you opened up with it because I say like we are like we are three minutes into this cold open and we already there's inflation. I am I am never shy about talking about my weird friends. <laughs> <laughs> is this like I'm asking for a friend? <laughs> uh, my friend of mine really liked the uh, the scene with the dinosaur ate all the cereal in that movie. <laughs> Oh, oh. Oh, no. And then he goes, and we introduce him to these other dinosaurs that were fed brain grain, right. and they're eating hot dogs. No, right. no, I was going to say, does anybody want to talk so about the fucking vegetarian the triceratops and every other thing that, the only oh, thing well, I think that was an actual carnivore was the pterodactyl and the T-Rex, yeah. by the way. Also, pterodactyl's not a dinosaur, it's a winged lizard. All right, Don't pretty worry much. About it. So, so we've mentioned Rex, which is John Goodman. So we've mentioned that character already. So how about we talk about the other ones that we have, which starts with a blue triceratops named Woog. I loved Woog. Woog. I Uh, wanted to hug Woog. Woog was adorable. I'm glad he's extinct. A purple petrodon named Elsa. Who was like super horny throughout this movie. She's the cougar. She's a petrodon, not a pterodactyl. Okay. Yeah. Mm, And a green. Petrodon better petrodont. (laughs) A green parasauroflop. Named Weeb. I'm sorry, what? Uh, so is the DJ, run that back. Uh, <laughs> is this the Dilophosaurus? Oh. Not not the spitting one from uh, from Jurassic Park, but <laughs> we're bringing in Sabrina to read words for Josh. Parasaurolophilus. There you go. Bless you. <laughs> A duck billed dinosaur. Oh. 
Like Ducky. And by the way, the alien is named Vorb. And is played and by Jay, Jay Leno, Leno right? for all of like three scenes. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm the alien in this movie. They're going to kick me off the Tonight Show and I'm going to get it back. <laughs> Not I'm going to go way. drive my car now. Vroom, vroom, vroom. <laughs> and uh, then they meet Captain New Eyes. <sighs> Wait, no, 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 no. Why did I not catch that before? Why did I catch that before? Wait, really? No. (laughs) Name's Captain New Eyes. He is voiced by Walter Comfort. Both me and Kyle both just realized. You had a a moment there just a second ago. And now Sabrina is like, she's been forced to stand because she cannot sit. And, um, uh, okay, so then there's new eyes, and he's like, hey, this is me. And I invented a magic cereal and also some sort of weird steampunk so, airship. So now I need it, to this send is you... Final Fantasy. I need I'm to... telling you! It's like somebody <laughs> got high while playing Final Fantasy 3 and was just sort of like, dude, yeah, time travel and, and that, dinosaurs. And that man was Steven Spielberg. And yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. No, no, that sounds right. <laughs> so new eyes is all like, hey, for some dumb reason about dreams i need to send you into the future so well, let's do that well it's okay this was a stupid thing so he said i'm <laughs> oh, from was. the future i went back to the past to get you guys because i'm now taking you to the <coughs> modern what did he say i it don't was, know because he said he was from the future and he was like it, the it, present this is a present time let it me was something like yeah the, the children of the world wish that you existed thus i am going to take you from your time and bring you to their time so you can make children happy? I just want to say that there's absolutely nothing pedophilically weird about an old man with a radio that looks into the (laughs) dreams of children, right? Well, he's got a spaceship spaceship and an alien. He's got to be on the level, guys. (laughs) If if he were to do that, if if that man existed today, (laughs) he wouldn't be arrested or in the Vatican so fast. Well, I mean, like, yeah, uh, he would he would definitely have a high-paying job somewhere. Okay, so let's charge forward here a little bit. Okay. So oh, boy. they need to go and find Dr. Julia Bleeb at the museum, of the American Museum history. of Natural History. We got, we got, I think we got an echo in here. And warns them to avoid Professor Screw Eyes. Who is his evil brother. His insane brother. Evil. Well, those are st- also, they look exactly the same, by the way. Just one's got, like, the big bushy KFC mustache, and the other one doesn't. So, New Eyes then proceeds to try and kill them by just dropping them off in the middle of a river. Yeah, yeah, That's just cool. Oh, yeah, that was great. <laughs> yeah, like, like I mean... I mean, there was I, a raft. I think he dropped them in... It feels like he dropped so- them into the, the uh, American Tale universe. You, you, you also <laughs> had them falling on top of, like, a man-made raft for a child that... I, I, is run away, sure, cool, whatever, but somehow has procured bread to make toast and uh, eggs to make a fried egg sandwich. Well, he's well, also like, on a raft a, in the water. Yeah, he <laughs> had a rude Gru Goldberg machine on his raft. Everybody like, loved those, right? right. No, 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 no. But like, if this kid can make a Rue Goldberg machine on a on a on a fucking raft in the in the, the what is it, the Hudson? Yeah, it's, like, then, it's like the East River. It's like what? Kid, somebody should have sent this kid to MIT. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm just, I'm sorry. Anyways, go on. <laughs> okay, they're unable to meet Blee, but instead they meet a boy named Louie, who plans on running away to join the circus. Little does he know, he's going to get it. <laughs> Louie agrees to help the dinosaurs get the dinosaurs to the museum. Can I, can I just say what 
I'm sorry. I understand that was a thing back in the day, but starting in the 90s, kids did not say they'd run away to the circus anymore. Yeah, that's a very that's a very old-timey thing. They want to run away and join corporate America instead. Yeah, yeah. They want, they want <laughs> I to, don't even think circuses to, work like that after, going to run away and get an internship like, at Amazon. They want to, they want, <laughs> they want wow. to make an app for it. <laughs> I'm going to run away and make an app. You well, know? in the 90s, I don't think we had apps yet. No, they were called programs, god damn it. <laughs> uh, let's see. So, <laughs> they they officially anyway. apps now. So, oh, that's stupid. I know, I agree. Writing on Elsa, Louis soon encounters a girl named Cecilia. Uh, who, who's Lisa Simpson? Elsa. Yeah, wanna, not, wanna... not the let it go Elsa, by the way. I wish but... you could let it go. <laughs> no, like, the fact that this is, she's voiced by a yearly Smith, a.k.a. Lisa from The Simpsons, who just uses her Lisa voice, and she was like, "This is '93. Oh, right, Simpsons are going." So it's just like if you close your eyes, it's this kid having this weird, like, this weird preteen romance with Lisa Simpson. It was <laughs> there really, were, really there upsetting. Was, I, I've also seen that on DeviantArt. Well, the, okay, the, the, okay. So, so like okay, this okay. weird, like, preteen romance made me very uncomfortable it several was really times weird. in the movie. It's just like I don't. I don't feel like there's a legal way to describe the budding relationship between these two well, children because it was just that awkward. Well, yeah, well, prepare for, for a lot of cuts for the next couple of minutes of this, of this pod, podcast episode, guys. Oh, yeah. There we go. Just, yeah. Well, because she was miserable because she was neglected by her parents. So well, which, they were... by the way, had a photo of her by herself on family night. <laughs> like, what kind of parent does that? It's like, here's, your, here's a picture of us in, in Cabo. But yeah. here's a picture of you on the on the family portrait look, wall by yourself on family. Like look, we really look, gotta honey. just drive this point of how alone you are as a child. Look, yeah. honey, she's having emotional trauma. Get the, get the camera. Get the camera. <laughs> Who took that picture if they weren't there? I don't know. Hey, you. Here, here's a here's twenty bucks. Take a picture of our sad kid. We'll put it on the wall. <laughs> We're gonna. Yeah. Hey, hey, you. She's looking really down. You mind hey. going over there, poke her with a stick, and then take a picture. <laughs> she she goes after Louie like um, El uh, Elmira and oh like any acute animal on Tiny Toons. Yes, basically. It was very strange. So she decides to run away with Louie to and help the dinosaurs to prevent mass panic. Louie decides that the dinosaurs need to stay hidden during their journey to the museum. He disguises Bullshit. he disguises them as floats in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. This this movie follows such dream logic. Like I just oh man, it's the it first is... time I've ever seen a, a T Rex straddle a giant inflatable Spider Man though. <laughs> oh yeah, that's, that's the first time that's ever happened. And hopefully the last. <laughs> oh, it is not the last either. <laughs> it's probably no, you're a right. I probably I probably had a client somewhere along the lines ask for something similar. No, no, make the make the dinosaur look more like John Goodman. <laughs> <laughs> I want a really John Goodmany looking yeah, T Rex. Just, uh, just make more a little more John Goodman in there. <laughs> uh. Just just the dinosaur just going like, I get you a toe, I get you a toe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so Sabrina, here's your point. Here's your here's your moment of the film. Are you ready? Because yes. uh, as they're going through on the Macy's Day Parade, Rex hears all the children wishing to see real dinosaurs. <laughs> so he starts to sing, "Roll back the rock, comma to the dawn of time." Here's your moment. Roll back the rock. Roll back the rock. Roll back the rock. Roll back. The Ragnarok. Rock. Roll back the rock. 
Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> oh, nailed it. I, I want to point out that like all the children in this movie are all like of comically different nationalities. They're, oh, yeah. They're yeah, all like, wearing these like vaguely racist. <laughs> but I mean, you, you want to show how ethnically different they yeah, are yeah. in the 90s because you're never going to know that this person's from the Middle East unless they're wearing like they're every a, single robe they possibly they're dressed can. dressed like a Saudi prince or... <laughs> it, it, you know, a, the Japanese you know, I'm going to look that up. Like I'm going to look up whatever that thing is because it's going to bother me it's all like day if I don't. It's like the critic where, like, anybody from yes. Africa was we're actually wearing grass skirts just to go, like, they're from Africa, so we're inclusive. Well, it's like, it's like the, the critic is stuck on that first level of, like, it's a joke, guys. See, we were being clever. This is just sloppy. Yeah, this is, this is just, like, uh, Spielberg's like, yeah, yeah, I'll put this in here. So, oh, okay. There we go. No, sorry, this that's personal satisfaction. I just education yeah. it's called a hijab, I think. Yeah, hijab. Yeah, <laughs> thank that's you. It. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, anyways, but no, like this stereotypical, like clothing things. We're never going to know this person's from there unless we feature them wearing this thing. Yeah. So, the musical I number wish, ends. I wish there was a child, like, like from Canada, dressed like a Mountie on a moose. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never know that child's Canadian unless, sorry, you were, you were saying. Currently, cur- <laughs> currently curling. He's <laughs> <laughs> on a moose curling. <laughs> There's a child with a hockey mask. Can we, oh, it's from Canada. Yeah, can, <laughs> can, we re- can, can, like, can, like, moose polo curling be the next Olympic sport? Oh, my God. <laughs> I think uh, moose curling in general would be a great sport. <laughs> All right, so, but when Rex sees an Apollosaurus balloon coming towards him in the parade, Rex mistakes it for a real one and handshakes it. And then it deflates. You mean an Apatosaurus? What wacky hijinks these dancers get into in this movie? That's exactly what I said. It was a pachyderm of some kind, wasn't it? I, or am I even using that word right? Who knows? You know, I like. I think. I think this might be your undue influence, but just gonna say more inflated dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's happening. Uh, it's happening, guys. So it when the long neck dinosaur. So when the balloon runs out of air and falls on the dinosaurs who are unharmed, uh, the audience realizes that the live dinosaurs are among them. They fly into a panic, and the dinosaurs escape and flee. To Central Park. Except for the kids. The kids were excited. In a red pickup truck while being pursued by the police and an army at the same time. Yeah, okay. And the, and the kids go to Central Park because they make bad decisions. Yeah, they go to, what, to a place to go to get kidnapped? <laughs> yes, let's go to this this terrible circus. This, is, this uh, is 90s New York, too. This is still like, their, like it was still in that Warriors period. I, I like that it, at the beginning of this this moment in this Central Park, like, they run into, like, they're going towards the actual circus. They run into these three punk rockers who haven't really done or said anything. And Louie's already giving them, like, a lip of shit, and they're just, they're just doing their thing. They're just, yeah, they're <laughs> just, just hanging out, guys. Yeah, yeah. It, I, uh, <laughs> I just... Yeah, spoiler alert, it's not a good movie. No, the dialogue just, that that, that was a moment that did not actually need to happen. <laughs> Also, it just made people who are into the punk scene seem bad. And I'm like, I've never met a punk person that yeah. was like that. They're what usually, the hell? Unless, unless they're like an actual skinhead, they are usually very chill people. Yeah, yeah. but skinheads and punks are like, there's a huge yeah. separation <laughs> there. Right. A lot of people think that there isn't, but there it is so huge. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I learned most of my polite mannerisms from most of my punk friends. <laughs> I hold doors open and shit. It's great. So meanwhile, <laughs> Louis and Cecilia meet Professor Screw Eyes himself. They meet the bad guy from Something Wicked This Way Comes by Ray Bradbury. They meet pedophile number two. Yeah. 
who is running his eccentric circus, Ooh. unaware of Screw-Eye's sinister nature because they can't figure out anything. They're bad protagonists, really. Yeah, yeah. The- well, obviously, he can't be a bad guy. I mean, despite the fact that he has like, a weird eye and he talks evilly. And the place looks like hell. Yeah, it's it's clearly some sort of haunted circus of nightmares. No, nah, he seems cool. Unaware, the children sign a contract to perform in a circus troupe. Yeah, I'm going to call bullshit on that whole scene. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, that is not how a contract works. I guess I said I'd sign it, so I'm going to sign it. Like, no, you don't have to sign it. No, oh, just throw your blood at it. That's ah, stupid. And then your blood will magically movie. turn into a signature well, because I mean, I'm magic. He is Satan. I mean, yeah. Clearly. I mean, he obviously has magic. It's just, I don't understand <laughs> I mean, how it works. When, when, he's, when he's making him the kids sign it in blood, and it's like, hmm, I wonder if he's the bad guy. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> However, also, when, how can two people sign the exact same contract? Nah, he seems cool, like a cool guy who gets it. Yeah, why did she, like, that was the thing. She's just like, oh, well, I guess I'll just forfeit my life, too. I'll just, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, she had... She had every opportunity to be like, well, that's your life. Bye. <laughs> well, anyway, Bye, it's, Felicia. It's, it's Lisa Simpson. She can't abandon. Well, uh, like, hey, don't do that. <laughs> Later, chump. Who, who knew that Lisa, Lisa sold her soul with the episode where Bart sold his soul? <laughs> so, yeah, right? <laughs> Way to breathe, no breath. However, when the dinosaurs arrive at the circus, Screw Eyes explains to, that he delights in scaring people mm. and believes that the dinosaurs would make a great addition to his circus. Everyone is so terrified of this circus, but it's such—it's so bullshit. I think if I went to that, I'd want my money back. They're, like, too scared. It's, like, Ooh. overreacting. It's so dumb. Using brain drain pills? <laughs> That are the polar opposite of his brother's brain grain. <laughs> Screw eyes devolves Louis and Cecilia into chimpanzees. <laughs> because that's how it works. <clears throat> I'm, I'm trying to find a picture of this. So like in this scene, he, he's also showing them like what everybody's terrified of, right? Like like that that freakish radio. <gasps> I'm trying to remember the three settings on it. It was just like terror paranoia and something that i'm sure we'll come back to later the screaming mimi <laughs> i just want to know more about that uh, yeah i don't <laughs> it was a movie uh it was a movie and it was also something from world war ii i think you saw yeah it was world war ii it was the name of a of a helicopter in a film in the 1980s it was also like a book of some kind it was also they use it as a name as a <clears throat> missile but I I do I did oh. look up something that said it is a term people use for people that are like obnoxiously loud. Okay. Oh, like Songbird from Marvel. That yeah. that was a thing too. Yeah, That's we right. saw that too. Yeah. yeah. That used to be what they called Songbird, which I'm like, I'm glad you changed it because screaming Mimi sounds like an insult. To be quite honest, it sounds like something that would have come from the Drew Carey show. You I know. <laughs> oh my God, just because of Mimi. That clown woman is the. Oh my is, is, he would have said I'm it. still not sure if she's a drag queen or not, but if she is, she's. Yeah, Drew awesome. Carey would have said that, and then she would have to like shut it. Like <laughs> no, because they're doing like uh, she show. does a show with uh, some of the guys from the that uh, group now. Oh, okay. uh, from the Whose Line Is It Anyway right, group. Right. They go around and tour, and she doesn't look anything like the character does she played. Does Aisha Tyler still host that? 
Um, do they still have the actual whose line is it anyway running? I don't know. Because Aisha Tyler was running it for yeah. a little while. Like she, I was I just like, that. what is Whoa. Lana doing here? <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow, that's so weird. No, isn't it, though? It's like, anyway, sorry. Off off topic again. It's so Wait, easy it's, for me. It's, it's, hard, it's also hard to focus on this movie. I, you know, it's, it's a movie that, like, you used to escape your childhood, and now you're trying to escape the movie because you're no longer then, in your childhood. Plymouth Rock. It is still running. You. Whose line is? Uh huh. Is it still being run by, or is it still hosted by Aisha Tyler? Uh, they do have her on the front page here on IMDb. Oh so. my God, she's still doing it. That's Lana. so awesome, Lana. <laughs> Lana. Like Aisha Lana. Tyler herself is actually really pretty. Yeah, her arch, her depiction of Archer is actually very accurate to yeah, her. Yeah, it is. It's which is hilarious because when you see the guy that voices Archer, it's just like <laughs> it's what? Just trying, trying oh no, no 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 no! There's after season one, they did like on on the DVD. If you got the DVD set, you got a, a special where they're like. Archer got into an accident, and after surgery, he looked like H. John Benjamin. Oh, my God. And they God. were all talking about it. Like, if you've never seen it, you need to watch oh, it. It's, oh, that's God. amazing. That's, that's one of those DVD extra things that I recommend right up there with, if you've ever watched the Resident Evil movies with uh, Mila Jovovich, you need to watch the first one with the director's commentary. It goes from being a shitty horror movie to a great horror comedy. Wow. Because they get Michelle Rodriguez and Mila Jovovich with the director to do the director's commentary. And even to a point where there's a scene where uh, they're talking about the gas scene where Mila Jovovich is in the shower. And it's like, ah, oh, yes, the gas scene, something, yada, yada, yada. Mila's just like, oh, yeah, I pass gas in this scene. <laughs> and Michelle's just like, not your gas, Mila, the movie's gas. <laughs> She's like, but I farted in this scene. Like, again, sorry. Wow. Meanwhile, total Ch segue. Chimpanzees. Chimpanzees are, are not are <sighs> not zombies or Milyovich. I wish they were though. <laughs> when he offers the dinosaurs to consume the pills and join the circus, they reluctantly accept. And Screwize releases Louie and Cecilia. Knowing their friendship will be lost forever, Rex transforms Louie and Cecilia back into their human form by removing the effects of the brain drain with his gentle pats. I love what? you. Oh God, that's it's right. love. It love fixes everything. This, this is following. Love, uh, this is love following, changes everything. <laughs> this is following Ernest Scared Stupid logic here. <laughs> and before leaving, he sadly tells the two children to remember him. I love you, Rex. It's All right. gonna be okay. As he, yeah. As the kids awake the next morning, they are greeted by a circus clown named. Stubbs. Oh, poor Martin Short. Who works for Professor Screw-Up. Okay, I love Stubbs. Stubbs was my favorite part of the movie. Upon seeing the dinosaurs return to their natural savage states, <sighs> Louie and Cecilia, with the help of Stubbs, plan to sneak into the night show and save the dinosaurs. That night, Professor Screw-Eyes opens his circus with the Grand Demon Parade and unveils the dinosaurs before the very eyes of the audience. That scene's actually pretty cool to watch. Yeah. Actually, like the, the part with the whole reveal of the dinosaurs from that pyramid thing, I yeah. was actually, I was pretty okay cool. with that. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Again, the animation and design is quite good in this movie. Oh, I love the scene where, <coughs> um, like, where they have the demons running around. There's this one that's dressed, like, as a reaper, and he's bouncing up and down. And there's one part where he goes down so fast, his mask falls right. off. So you see him going, like, oh, shit. And he goes and grabs her and pulls it back on. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, oh, and actually, that that's not too far from the, uh, the one scene that I think was in the trailers for the movie, which is the one that I remember the most, which is where... Um, 
one of the the people in the demon costumes like scares a lady in the crowd and she screams so hard that her hair turns white oh. and falls out. She's like, yeah. oh shit, I'm bald. That's a lawsuit waiting to happen. I mean, come on. I mean, they totally scared that woman into Sinead O'Connor. <laughs> so sc- screw eyes. She'll be, she'll be tearing up a photo of the Pope in no time. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing compares. <laughs> so screw eyes. Says he can control Rex and proceeds to hypnotize him because we hadn't had enough bizarre fetishes in this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mm. Everyone is watching the show, gets frightened during the performance, and many run away. However, a crow unintentionally activates the flare lights, breaking Rex out of the trance on purpose. Unintentionally. Yeah. Unintentionally, (laughs) whatever. That crow knew what was was up. (laughs) He's like, hey, y'all, you want to see some shit? Realizing he has been tricked, <laughs> Rex becomes enraged and repeatedly attempts to eat Screw Eyes. However, Louis steps in and desperately tells Rex that killing Screw Eyes would not be worth it because we've got crows. Uh, <laughs> we have birds for that. <laughs> when Rex does not understand his words, Louis tearfully begs Screw, tearfully begs him to put Screw Eyes down, telling him. To be the king, a transformation, a, a translation for the word Rex. Yeah. If there's, if there's one thing kings are known for, it's like. I mean, Tyrannosaurus Rex means the king of lizards. Yeah. So Which touch, may as well be king of birds now. <laughs> Touched by Louis' impassioned pleas, Rex changes back to his intelligent state and uh, also, releases screw also eyes. He, also, he touched him. It was love. Yes, it was love. That was. Is this love that they're feeling? <laughs> what is love? Um, baby, don't hurt me. I don't know. An adult, an adult dinosaur touched a child, yeah, and yeah. no very, one was arrested. Very normal stuff. Well, at yeah. the time, he was a chimpanzee. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. So it's 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 it's, it's like animal a, testing. It's okay as long as it's not human. Just a tender dinosaur. Don't, don't touch baby people. Touch baby animals. Is what this movie is saying. The movie is dark, guys. <laughs> and to screw I, I, Oh, go ahead. No, I just... I'm having a hard time with myself that I said that, so I just... <laughs> I, re- I regret I, that. I let my brain go while my mouth is moving there's, sometimes. There's a corner set for you right over there. Yeah, I'll just... I'll wheel over All here. All right. <laughs> and to screw eyes shock, the audience cheered with wonder and joy as Louis hugs Rex. Then he and Cecilio also return Elsa, Woog, and Weeb to their kind and friendly natures. A moment later, Captain New Eyes arrives in his ship because he can now, because plot. They really needed to give these guys better names. And congrats. Captain New Eyes and Screw Eyes. How do you get two different last names if you're both brothers? I mean, you could be half brothers. I'm just saying, it's weird. <laughs> you, you don't know it's all by marriage, actually. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, they're not even related. They're, they're both, they look exactly alike! They're both related by marriage through, like, the intergalactic Prince of Space or something. There we know. go, there we go. Because they're clearly not from freaking Earth. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, people. So, he, uh, New Eyes arrives on his ship and, and congratulates Louis and Cecilia, who proceed to kiss in front of the whole crowd of people, because it's weird. a romance. weird. Uh, Stubbs announces his resignation from Professor Screw Eyes' employ in the dumbest way possible. New Eyes, Louis, Cecilia, and the dinosaurs board the craft, leaving Screw Eyes to be swarmed upon and devoured by crows. Because <laughs> I guess that was their plan all along. They wanted yeah, to screw is... up. <laughs> screw 
Uh, uh, I'm out. We really done. screwed the pooch shit. there. Uh, <laughs> Sabrina. <laughs> Sabrina. Sabrina. I've been waiting to use like, the soundboard. I don't Sabrina's know. Sabrina's just blowing off finger guns repeatedly right now. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end, all that's left is a screw, but then another crow comes down and grabs it. I, I, I like that he has, he has this scar moment. He must be defeated by the, the very things that wish to keep going. Although he survived unscathed when Rex tried to eat him. Yep. So he was killed by the crows. It's the worst freaking dinosaur ever. Can't even eat a people correctly. Just. Yeah, like as far as but dinosaurs from 1993, he's really lagging behind here. I know, right? Like the, like, uh, the T Rex at Jurassic Park did it in no time flat. All right. Oh my he, God. he ate a guy on the shitter like in two seconds. Yeah. He ate a lawyer on the on the shitter. Like, did, yeah, did any, and did, nothing of value was lost. No, no. <laughs> like when when the T Rex finally shows up in the new Jurassic Park movie they released, was I the only one that cheered? Because I thought that was fucking. Right, awesome. Did they release another one since what they allowed Chris Pratt to do? Because if they have, I haven't seen it yet. No, no, no. The, the going first to. one that they did with Chris Pratt. Okay, but they are doing another one, yeah. right? Okay, yeah, they yeah, are yeah. making a second one. Yeah, because yeah. he needs to go back and save his friend dinosaur. Blue. Friend dinosaur. Yeah, I wish I had a friend dinosaur. I want a friend dinosaur. Did you see that baby raptor? It was uh, guys, so cute. listen. You do have a friend dinosaur. His name is Denver. He's the last dinosaur. dinosaur. He's, He's your friend. friend and a whole lot more. And a whole lot more, what? which uh, we never, we don't want to establish what that whole lot more is. What? What? Wait, no, 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 no. Do you two not know of Denver the last dinosaur? No. no. Oh, my God. Are we really? <laughs> I are, hated oh, that show so much. Sweet, merciful heck. This I had is, Barney. Uh, What's going on no, here? No, no, there no. Was... No, no, no. This was pre-Barney. This is this wow. is like eighties like dinosaur. Uh, we may have like eighty eight or something like that. We oh. might have to do a Denver well, episode. Oh my god! I think we're so... gonna have to. All That's right. okay. My best friend was born in eighty eight. Okay. I don't Dear hold god, it against I, him either. I've got three. Sen- <laughs> I have three sentences left. All right, hit us, Josh. All right. The dinosaurs spend the rest of their days in the museum, allowing children to see live dinosaurs and thus fulfilling their wishes. Back in the present, Rex told Buster, who's that little bird that was in the very beginning, that he and his fellow dinosaurs are still at the museum. He even explains that Louie and Cecilia reconciled with their respective parents, and the two have become a couple. Rex returns to Buster to his family before leaving for the museum. We are done. I'm just going to... Is it just kind of weird that like their life dream and the culmination of it is that they become like... They just like live in a museum, like they're one of those those like Barnum and Bailey like human circus kind of things. That was pretty fucked up. This is what they wanted. Well, the great part was like the the professor even uh, or the Julia Child <laughs> chick was even like, oh, we're gonna leave the parents outside and just tell yeah. them only the kids can come in because that's not suspicious We're going at all. to encourage lying to your children or yeah. lying like to your, your parents. parents. Yeah, yeah. Because I was gonna say lying to your children. It's- you can do yeah. that all the time. Because the adults <laughs> are going to freak out if they see real dinosaurs. So we only let the kids in because the kids don't care. The, the children will be kept in an enclosed room with the dinosaurs. <laughs> Mother. To run about. Mother, it was fantastic. They let me see a dinosaur. I touched it. It was real. You touched who where? <laughs> <laughs> are you telling lies again, Timothy? I was... I'm mom. It was a real dinosaur. I was, I was also technically a war hero. <laughs> Why am I in this movie? I should be cooking something. Oh God, that's we're back. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. I, Eric, I was... Eric, tell us your real feelings. Uh... Roll back the rock. Roll back the rock. Roll back the rock. Roll back the rock. 
uh, this movie genuinely was like I was just like confusing and hard to follow. I 100% fast forwarded a couple times. Um, oh, you cheater! It was really, really hard to get through this movie. Cheater! You cannot skip parts of the I skip, movie. Okay, I skipped the I skipped the musical sequence. You cannot skip. You are There was only one. There was only for okay, so this is what was weird for it being such a a kids movie is that there was only one one musical moment. Yeah. There were there were other times where there was music building up and I thought, oh, they they're gonna sneak something in there that I forgot about, but no, no, the music direction was actually okay. uh, With the with with the exception of that song. It started (laughs) it started and I was like, "Uh, I'm gonna go uh, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go ahead. Slide that scrubber over here. No, no, no. You have to suffer with the rest of us, okay? You oh, cannot skip and John Good- parts. I guess John Goodman had to have his, like, Russell Crowe and Les Mis uh, uh, moment. Oh, God. Sabrina, suffer? Is that the word you used? Are you telling me that in rewatching, it might not have been good? I mean, I still have fun watching it. <laughs> but she acknowledges that her, her, that what she, like I said, we also suffered through. I, I-, I found it, re- yeah, I found it really hard to follow it obeys no linear logic. It's just like a bunch of things that happen. Uh, I really didn't like this movie. <laughs> That's like 90% of the kids' movies from the 90s was like a bunch of stuff happened. We had a beginning. We threw a bunch of shit together for a middle, and then we're like, hey, this was we like, threw in an end as I, well. I, we've already watched even other kids' movies from the 90s, and just like this movie made no sense and was just like there there was nothing to hold on to. It just Are was... you saying it's better than Biker Mice from Mars? Uh, hold on, now hold show. on. I love that show. I do too. I need to watch it <laughs> yeah, already. It's super hot. Yeah. No, it's um that, that hot mice body. I mean, we've, I we've can't discussed, even. We've discussed this at length. I yeah. I mean, I pretty much blame that movie for. Uh, <laughs> look, I'm, a I'm lot not. Of stuff. I'm not saying that my least proud moment as an illustrator <laughs> was drawing an illustration pack of the biker mice from Mars and jock straps, but I may have done that. All right. Okay, I have to see this. Okay, say it again, but like in a slower, kind of like sexier voice. I may have drawn some biker mice from Mars and jock straps <laughs> for money. All right. Well, we've 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 done it, guys. We've hit. <laughs> Just hey, being an independent illustrator is yeah. a crap job, but it's a fun job, especially <laughs> when you get great ideas like, hey, guess what? I can, uh, what is it? I can ruin my childhood for money. <laughs> it just, uh, we've seen others. Biker Mice from Mars actually, like, despite being terrible, actually had, like, a linear plot. This is just, like, they just kind of meander through a bunch of set pieces. So so it wasn't like watching, like, uh, the, the TMNT of the 90s, which is where it's just like, you kind of had like a linear storyline, yeah. but you had to get through a bunch of filler. With with Biker Mice, it was pretty much one episode leading to the next thing, and it was consistent with that. But what did the worst job of trying to hold the storyline, since we're on this anthropomorphic like tirade? <laughs> uh, street Sharks, anybody? Oh my God. Okay, I have to rewatch that because I don't, I don't remember do. that but, much about it. But, but... but do you? <laughs> do you have to rewatch it? I don't know. I mean, this is a nostalgia podcast. We're supposed to be watching stuff we saw as kids. Jawsome. And yeah, there, really Jawsome. there it is. Because when I grew up, it was always Biker Mice from Mars, then Street Sharks, and then I always forget, but it was always, I always saw those two for at least a year. Your childhood was terrifying. <laughs> Mine had Earthworm Jim. 
Ooh, and Earl. and and the 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 very quickly canceled Battletoads cartoon as there well. There was a Battletoads cartoon. There was like two episodes. Speaking oh of speaking of muscle like animal people in speedos, SWAT cats. I um, but I have I also think... drawn those for money. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we should end an episode soon. What are the fe- <laughs> last calls? Hey, on, I, on... I said my piece on this on this meandering uh, sorry, like, if, if garbage just... pile of a movie. <laughs> If we're just looking for final words, I will I will say that it was definitely a different experience watching it last night at two in the morning with my best friend after not having seen it since I used to watch it with my little brother when I babysat all the time. So your your story actually was like was quite heartwarming. It's like oh you have a history with it, but it is you, you go back and you're like, What the Oh heck? no, I can totally go back and acknowledge we're, that it is our, just like a steaming pile of trash. Our heads <laughs> were still soft at this point. That's, that's the only possible explanation for this. Like what I got from that movie was time traveling airships, brain grain, and old men with creepy pills in the dark. <laughs> Are you ready for a sick burn from Roger Ebert? Ooh. Oh yes. Oh it, god. He gave it a one star out of four. He said it's shallow and kind of dumb, and the animation is routine, and the story isn't much, and the stakes are a lot higher these days than a feature length animation game. <laughs> I, don't think he, I don't think he knows what movies are. It's not a game, Rush Revert. It is uh, 38% on Rotten Tomatoes based on 16 reviews. Highly reviewed. Yeah. I mean, I will admit it. It does not. not. It's not really that great of a movie, but... I still enjoyed it because I got to sit and watch it with Josh, and I got to hear Josh sigh and grumble a lot while watching it. Just, vom- just vomiting into his hat. <laughs> Can't see the thousand-yard stare. <laughs> to it, it, it is also something that was made for us at that age yes. in 1993. Oh, yeah. I think- and is easily, like, you can, well, maybe not as easily mm-hmm. now, what with the invention of the iPad and whatnot, but, like, I still think that it is a very... Uh, tremendous child movie. Like, like it would be great for a kid, especially one who is full of that much imagination and wonderment over the idea of things like talking dinosaurs in New York City of all places. Mm-hmm. I guess I, I think kids deserve better than this, even well, really young yeah, kids. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is like I'm talking like if you're gonna get a movie for a kid at a dollar store, it may sure. as well be okay. we're back. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. One thing that I, I should note is that the film was originally promoted with John Malkovich listed. <laughs> So uh, we what? Yeah, no, 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 no. It was originally promoted with John Malkovich listed alongside Cronkite, Goodman, Child, Leno, and Short. I would watch that. Malkovich would have been Rex. I know. It just it said that he would have been alongside in some way. Okay, because that could have been amazing. I don't know that he does not seem like a good match for a child movie. Well, like imagine like it was imagine like Malkovich, Christopher Walken. <laughs> um, I, you know what? Okay, now, now imagine that whole movie, right. but Rex is voiced right. by Christopher Walken. I want, you know, Christopher Walken would be screw eyes. Like, kids, I just need you to sign this contract. Sign this contract and take these pills. Steve it's... Buscemi's good eyes. <laughs> ah, no. <laughs> Steve Buscemi needs new eyes. <laughs> well, he oh is. I'm sorry, Steve Buscemi. If you're, if you ever listen to this, I don't mean that as a slight against you. It's just that. Yeah, he'll he'll be mortified from atop his pile of money. 
<laughs> you, you, make, you make getting out of bed and wiping your ass uh, what I struggle to make in a year, so right. go easy on me. So let's see. Uh. So then we need to recast. So I'm going to say that we do uh, Nicolas Cage as Woog and... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Can, uh... Oh, for, just for the hell of it, uh... Can can we get uh, maybe Vin Diesel to do Vorb? Oh my god! <laughs> yes. I like that. That would be kind of cool. <laughs> the Rock as Dweeb would be fun. The Rock and the Rock and Vin no, Diesel. The, the Rock yes. both Julia need to be recast. Yeah, yeah, and then we just keep using Julia Child. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, yeah, we yeah, just yeah. reuse her audio. Oh, okay. I was about to say she's not alive anymore. If Eartha Kitt were still alive, we could have her do oh, Ilsa. Oh, she passed away very recently, she didn't she? Did it made me so sad, especially because like my favorite thing that she's ever done, aside from like her wonderful music career and and everything else, was um. Isma. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Yes. Uh, oh, Patrick Warburton also should be in this movie. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. my God. We've already... He can play Louie. <laughs> All right, we're ready for the sequel. Let's go ahead and get... Let's make it happen. Uh, yeah, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna finally throw in all of our clout. We're going to pool together like we're pooling our allowance. Spielberg, you heard us. Yeah, Spielberg, you are on notice. <laughs> all right. Your move, holy man. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. And with that, any last calls on, uh, on this? I think we're good. Ugh. That takes care of I, us. I, I'm just gonna say, if you if you are an adult and you've never seen this, just do it. Just rip mm. that bandaid off. It's it'll be something to talk about. <laughs> do it like a bandaid one motion. If anybody's ever told you to watch the room and you did it and you told somebody else, you you owe yourself the same favor of doing that. With okay, Queer Back. I think this is more the group setting, drunk going yeah. for it. Oh. This isn't the oh, single yeah. sit by yourself. You're no. never gonna last. No, no. You, this needs to be like a. It's going on during a party and you're going like. Is, is that we're back? Take a shot every time somebody says Louie. <laughs> All right. And that's us for the Saturday Friends Club this so, week. So I am crafting your your welcome. <laughs> I hope I hope all of our discussion was fruitful. Thank you for picking this yeah. because now I don't have to pick See it. You yeah. yeah, no, thank thank you for getting me roped into this. It was it was definitely worth the experience. Yeah, it was fun talking See, about it. See, they can't be mad at me for this one because you, you picked it. So Curses. now it's not my fault. <laughs> Item crafting! Yeah. I, but still, this inspired Disappointed! Me. This has inspired me to do Adventures in Dinosaur City, which I think is even no. worse than we're Oh, back, God, but... no. No, I got to show you that later. It's awful. Oh, I just remember there's this scene where they need to distract some cavemen, so they force one of the girls to dress up as a sexy cave girl, and they totally put her in one of those cavemen outfits, but then they tear at it to make it more sexy, and I'm just like, that is such a bad thing to put in a movie meant for kids, but okay. All right, everyone. That has been the Saturday Friends Club this week. Uh, I want to go ahead and thank uh, thank everyone here. Hey, Kyle, you did well. You're going to be here for two more episodes. Yeah, no worries. I'm looking forward to it. Cool. Uh, Eric, good job. Oh, boy. Sabrina, that was the job. Party girl mode. Uh, now we got two more. Two more. I'm so glad we got compressors now. <laughs> roll, roll, roll back the rock, Sabrina. Just roll back that rock, okay? Well, and an actual air compressor every time. Like, <laughs> just, just spray at her a little bit. No, bad. Down. Uh, and I want to thank all of our wonderful fans for listening in, and especially our Patreon subscribers, whose Phoenician item crafting, Gradea. Francis, Dan, and Chuck, thank you all for uh, oh, donating Chuck across. Chuck is such an awesome name. Yo, Chuck. 
Chuck like the truck. I don't know. I'm just, just trying to stop. <laughs> my name no, no, is no, let him, no, no, Sabrina, let him chase this one down. Mm-mm. No, no, no. My my name is Buck, and I like to chuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. That's how that line goes. Totally. Oh my god. So thank you all. You can find that over at Patreon.com/slash/SatFriendsClub. Uh, we do have some uh, new Patreon things. For instance, if you want to get the episodes early, if you are a Patreon subscriber, even at the dollar le- level, you get the episodes the moment that the actual episodes are completed and ready to go. So you'll actually get these weeks in advance sometimes. So you can just go ahead and get them the Netflix-style bulk upload. Also, you can be on the Discord chat. Yeah, chat up with us and, and say hello. And talk to us like we matter or something. Item crafting's there, so we can yeah. harass him. Dan's there. Uh, and also another thing that we're starting to do and that we may do in the future, uh, if we have remote guests, we may actually have an on-air studio so you can actually hear the show live in the on-air room. So, fun times. Hey. So, uh, you can go over there. I said patreon.com slash club. You can find the uh, all the stuff for this over at satfriendsclub.com. And we do have the Twitter that is not mostly used, but you can find the rest of our information there over at satfriendsclub. That takes care of us this week. Next week, uh, let's see. Whose choice was it again? It was yours. That would Kyle. be mine. What did you pick, Kyle? I picked for everybody Last Action Hero. What And, and what is your one-sentence synopsis of Last Action Hero? It is the best fourth-wall movie that has ever been broken. All right, perfect. Mm-hmm. We will catch you next week for Last Action Hero. Till then, all of you friends, sleep well, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Get to bed at a decent hour.